Welcome to the Central Florida Buzz with Mike Kara, the podcast for Central Floridians who want to be in the know on what's happening in Orange, Lake, Osceola, and Seminole counties. Sponsored by the Central Florida Home Brewers, the premier craft and homebrew club. Learn to brew beer, kombucha, mead, or make wine. Visit www.cfhb.org. Now, here's your host, Mike Kara. Well, welcome back to our next edition of the Mike Carroll Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, here today at Rock Pit Brewing, 10 West Ileana Street in beautiful Orlando, Florida. And my guest today is Lane Breenan, who is a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer. And Lane, it's a pleasure and honor you could join me today and tell us all about your, your great music. And first of all, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and where your love and passion for music comes from? All right. Well, thanks for having me on, Mike. Um, it, I've, I've been singing for as long as I could stand. Uh, mom was a choir director. Dad was an opera singer. Both are vocal coaches. I was a musical theater major, uh, back in New Jersey and did a little bit of time in Nashville, uh, living with some family there and couldn't really find what I was looking for. So made my way down to Orlando and I've been here for nine years or so. Wow, that, that's great, Lane. So how would you describe, you know, your, your music if people ask? Is it a little combination of everything? Or? Uh, most of what I do is, is cover gigs. Okay. Well, you know, I do it professionally, so <laughs> yeah. it helps pay the bills. Um, that That's a, a mix of everything, rock, funk, pop, blues, just whatever I can. Um, variety. I enjoy a lot of variety. <laughs> it, it keeps keeps it interesting for both the audience and me. Um, I mean, if I'm bored, they're going to feel it, and everyone's going to be bored, and the show's just not going to be good. Um, my original music, though, it the best way to describe it that I've found is alternative, but that covers all manner of sins, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, It's really steeped heavily in... Early 2000s pop punk, circa All Time Low, Fall Out Boy, Mayday Parade, stuff like that. But we're hoping to branch out a little bit and get a little bit heavier and more technical and more progressive with the next uh, next couple of releases. Oh, wow. That, that's great, Lane. So with this uh, original music, is this something that you've been w- working on since you've arrived in uh, Orlando? or uh, Most of the songs came from before. Okay, before I, I, even. Before I got in Orlando. Um, I was, the band's called The Skyline. Okay. Uh, we, we've taken a bit of a hiatus over the past <laughs> little while, but we're hoping to get back into it. Um, yeah, I, I was fortunate enough to... to find myself in a circle with outrageously talented musicians who just eat, sleep, and breathe this this life. And it, it's fantastic to be able to work with people of that caliber. Oh, so right now, uh, Lane, you're you're doing a lot of cover gigs, and do you mix in the originals, or is it all covers? Or? Every once in a while, I'll try to mix in an original. It yeah. really depends on the venue. Um, some of them just want covers. Some of them want more original and I've I've been asked for that as well. It like I said it it's a it's a mix. <laughs> it works out well. 
And, you know, we're here at a craft brewery. We're talking about a lot of craft breweries, and there's one in particular, and you may have performed there, Orlando Brewing, that has a strict no covers, original music only policy. Oh, <laughs> oh you, you haven't heard of that. No, that I've heard of. I actually haven't played there. I know okay. a lot of people that do, though. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm saying it's interesting because that venue wants these original music. Exactly. They don't like covers. So, I mean, is that something that appeals to you, something you think you could do for, I think they only like 45 minutes. Minutes or an hour? No, 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 yeah. three, four hours. Right. I mean, not, none of us are Metallica, yeah. but it, yeah, it's it's something I'd absolutely be interested in. I just have to yeah. build the repertoire back up. Yeah. There, I mean, with with any songwriter, there are only a precious few songs that really make the cut to to get on an album or an EP or anything. So I've, I've thrown away more songs than than I've put out very clearly, but. Um, yeah, that 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 would be a good show. So with these originals, uh, Lane, I mean, mm-hmm. for you, is there a certain mo- mo- thing that gets you motivated to write songs? Is Where does the, the passion to write songs, do you think, come from? That's a really good question, Mike. Um, huh. The... I'd have to say, uh, from a musician's standpoint, there, there's only so much that you can deal with. Everything going on your life, going on in your life—good, right. bad, ugly, indifferent, whatever—before uh, it gets to be too much to just convey through a simple conversation. That's where music comes in. Um, it, things that things that need to get out, things that you really feel to the core of you that that don't have any other way to be expressed. Right. And music is kind of the universal language. So it it fills in so many gaps where language often fails. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, that uh, sounds great. So, I mean, with the original music, are you constantly writing uh, new songs? Are you focused more on the, the cover music mm. right now? Or Right now I've been focused a lot more on the cover music. Right. Um, writing has kind of taken a backseat, right. but, again, I'm hoping to hoping to get that kick-started back up. Uh, I, I, do, I do miss the original music and shows versus gigs. Um, to me a friend of mine in Nashville I was having lunch with uh, we were talking about the difference between gigs and shows gigs are what pay you and shows most of the time you're not making any money but they're yours people show up to see you not just the atmosphere okay so um, we're talking about you know a lot of different covers so as far as the covers uh, when you pick them, is it a matter of just you know what you like, what what works? I mean, you know, depending on the, the audience and that. Mm. Or? Well, a lot of the time, it it's it's a mixture of both. Uh, I I'm a part of a, a group that actually helps many many musicians get more gigs and grow, and as a community and as a whole, um, some of the some of the advice. I've gotten, which is some of the same advice I give, yes, pick what you love, pick what really resonates with you, but at the same time, you're going to have to be okay with every once in a while playing Wonderwall. It just, somebody's going to request it, and if you're there to make money, you're there to make money. Right. 
Yeah, so so that that's the the thing, uh, you know. When you when you do covers, people want certain songs. People are going to request uh, certain songs. So how do you necessarily prepare for something like that? In the sense that, okay, people might want these songs. I better you, you know learn them, or mm-hmm. I don't know it. Then well, I better learn it now. Or? Exactly. Uh, a lot of the time, if I get more than five or six requests for a song that I don't know. It's right. oh, it, it's about time to <laughs> yeah. sit down and pick up a guitar and learn that. There are certain core songs that anywhere you go, people are going to want to hear uh, that I'd be willing to bet no musician genuinely likes to play, <laughs> or no cover musician likes to play. Um, but you have to know them just in case. But that list is so much smaller than the rest of what I or any anybody else in town plays. I, I mean, there's something to be said for broad spectrum pop appeal, right? In terms of my repertoire, but you have to really feel it. You have to love what you're playing, otherwise you get bored, and it's a job. Mm. And music isn't a job; it's a passion. I just happen to make money doing it, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, right now, then, when you, when you perform, is it just you alone, or do you have a band? Can you get a band? Um, well, a lot of the time, they're just solo acoustic gigs. Right. Uh, every Friday, I have a drummer with me. Oh. I've been working with him for a little over three years now. Uh, so that's that's a really tight show. We... We know each other's changes. We know each other's uh, mannerisms on stage and, and work accordingly. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, this past Saturday, I put together a trio for a gig out at uh, a Vito Brewing Company. That was fun. I've done full band. I've done big band. I've done solo shows, duo, anything in between. So do laying the, the breweries in particular say, no, I want a, a trio, I want a big ba- mm-hmm. uh, man. I mean, they come to you saying what they want, or maybe they just want like a solo acoustic, a solo mm-hmm. a performer on a Sunday afternoon or something. Huh? Well, for breweries, that's most of the case. Um, everything's real quiet. It's real low key. People are just trying to hang out and have a good time. So that's when the solo acoustic comes in. Uh, the trio... Uh, we had a drummer and a lead guitarist, and I'm singing and playing acoustic guitar. That was that was a special event, and the place was absolutely packed. It, I mean, noise and body heat everywhere, so you kind of needed yeah. a, bit, a bit more punch to cut through that crowd. But people people loved it, but it fit the event. Um, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't put together a full band to play a coffee shop. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, then again, I, I also wouldn't show up to a festival with just me and an acoustic guitar. Right. So do you play a lot of festivals? Or? No, no. I actually, um, I do have one coming up, though. Oh, at okay. Sun Creek Brewing. Oh, there we go. We have a theme here. Yeah. Um, at Sun Creek this Saturday. Uh, that's going to be a duo gig, but it's their Oktoberfest. Um festival we're expecting a, a huge turnout it's going to be great so late i'm wondering with these Oktoberfest festivals it's more that you just do your thing i mean there's mm-hmm. you don't have to be playing german songs oh, or anything no. okay it's 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 i'd say we have some entertainment yeah. i mean 
were I closer to Munich, yeah, they, <laughs> that would probably be a thing. But here in Orlando, I'm, I'm not. Uh. No, I'd be willing to bet the amount of people that know traditional German songs. That's a really small niche. And if if a venue wants that, great. But there are bands that fill that right. that fill that uh, requirement, and uh. we're we're just not it. <laughs> So, I mean, as far as the covers go, then, and what you can you provide, I mean, mm-hmm. do you do, like, Beatles music? How far do you go back with these covers? I'll do anything from Nine Inch Nails to Sinatra. Oh, okay. And everything in between. Um, as far as going back, there's Sinatra, Bobby Darin, uh, Dion. Yeah. Uh, definitely Beatles. Um some 60s, some 70s, a little bit of 80s, mostly 90s and 2000s for me. Um, it's just, in the places I play, it tends to be a little higher energy, uh, a little bit faster paced, and most of the patrons that I see tend to start moving to yeah. it a little bit more. Um, but there are certain venues that, that really want that heavy soul and funk and blues, and that's awesome, and I love doing that too. So. Yeah, I was just going to say coffee shops is prob- probably now one of them. But, I mean, at these coffee houses, mm. what I mean, do they – is there a certain, you know, music that's expected? Like I said, you're not playing Nine Inch Nails there. Yeah. I mean, is there a well, certain – No, service? I have. <laughs> oh, you have. Which good is for you. Really interesting on an acoustic guitar. Oh, good for you. It matters how you play something almost as much as what you're playing. Um, something like a coffee shop where they want it to be more subdued and chill and relaxed and laid back. Not to be redundant there. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of the same songs, I'll, I'll still pull those out, but be a little bit more laid back with it. Not not quite as attackative, not quite as percussive. And fill out the chord voicings a little bit more and, and sing it a little bit softer. Um, whereas somewhere like Casey's, for example, yeah. where I am every Friday, um, yeah. shameless plug. No, that's <laughs> I'm I'm screaming half the time. Oh, wow. so it's you know it it goes back and forth. It's all about playing to your audience and uh, feeling the room. And I I know Lane how that is because you know I was at a particular uh, you know a bar and the, there was so much noise that the sound check actually was soft the noise was louder than the sound check mm-hmm. so I guess my point is for someone a place like that you could definitely pop it up and you could get you, you could get through all the, the oh, noise yeah. oh yeah people want people want to hear not just talking yeah. they do they do uh, and there there are a couple of places in town that people go for live music right then again there are also places that people just want live music as background noise which is totally fine yeah. it, it's all whatever you're feeling I understand if I'm playing a brewery or a restaurant I'm not there for a show I'm not there for people to go absolutely nuts but like I said if you want to go see live music to go see live music there there are select few places to to play in town and I'm happy to say I've played at most of them <laughs> and it's a, it's a whole different experience and speaking of that Lane do you actually perform at places where you it is a show I mean mm-hmm. it is a performance like I'm not sure it's with the festivals but where everyone's actually watching oh, yeah. you <laughs> uh, I mean Casey's Tanqueray's uh, Little Indies Will's Pub 
places like that, they people go there for the music. Oh, okay. Which is really refreshing to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so many people, oh, live music is dead, live music is... No, it's not. Yeah. No, we're still here. Yeah. We're, we're fine. <laughs> we're doing just fine. Okay, uh, Lane, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back. My guest today is a great uh, singer-songwriter, musician, performer, Lane Breeden, and you are listening to the Mike Care Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, here at Rock Pit uh, Brewing, here at 10 West uh, Ileana Street in beautiful Orlando, Florida. And please stay with us for our next segment of this edition of our program today.
waiting for me I'm driving too fast but moving too slow Always another place to go What a bitter end they'll say I think I'll keep on driving anyway Our jokes and our smiles Stay with me while I chase Horizon I leave my life behind as I wave goodbye to Jersey I'm driving too fast and moving too slow Always another place to go What a bitter end they'll say Think I'll keep on driving back to our next segment of this edition of the Mike Kara Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz here at Rock Pit Brewing, 10 West Ileana Street in uh, beautiful Orlando, Florida. With me today is a great singer-songwriter, uh, musician, performer, Mr. Uh, Lane Breeden. And Lane, it's a pleasure, honor you could join me today and tell us all about your music. And now we want to talk about these uh, songs our audience uh, have been listening to that our original uh, music here. So the first one is Fly By Night. Can you tell us about this song? Um, that song was actually written shortly after my move to Orlando. They're all considerably older songs. Um, but I was having a conversation with somebody one night, and um, the question of whether or not I really wanted to be in music came up. And that that song is about kind of finding my way back into uh, playing music more and and as many places as I could, and just really getting back to the core of what mattered to me. Okay, and now another song we have here is uh, Skyline Drive. Can you tell us about this song? Skyline Drive was. Um, written about a friend of ours that was having a rough time we were living in Jersey at the time um, he was having a rough time of it and 
decided to move, and we didn't think he was ever going to come back. Uh, real great guy, um, and he he meant a lot to us. But he lived off of a road called Skyline Drive, and from where I lived to where I worked. Every day on the commute, back and forth, I would drive past Skyline Drive, which was a beautiful drive itself, up through the mountains, and great view, hence Skyline. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a bit of a lament, I guess. Oh, okay. Okay, and another song we have here is called uh, Lullaby. Can mm. you tell us about this song? Well, there's... No love worse than that unrequited. <laughs> the the pitch that I always gave with that song was, you know when you find someone that you think is the the girl or partner of your dreams and it it works out and everything's happy and you live happily ever after? Well, this is the other side. Um, written about someone that I I cared about very greatly. And we just, we could never seem to link up. Um, and it all came to a head one weekend. A lot of, a lot of things were said and a lot of, a lot of things were, a lot of cards were just laid out on the table right. and n- still nothing ever happened, but you know, there was always that feeling of the will they, won't they, and then they never did and, um, and whatnot. So I came back down to Orlando and and wrote that one in in a weekend and then with the band kind of molded it into what it is now oh and that's that's interesting that you mentioned late about molding with the band so that's my next question so is that how the song kind of comes alive is that you worked with with the band i mean Mm -hmm. the band's responsible for their own individual parts then or they are uh the thing i love about working with these guys is we all pull from different uh, experiences, different tastes, different backgrounds. So you have elements of everyone in each each composition as it is on the record. Uh, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm a more of a pop pop punk rock guy. Uh, our guitarist is heavily steeped in blues and and funk and soul. He's an amazing guitarist. Um, bass player is just a an absolutely brilliant mind, um, a theory genius. So a lot of the chord structures he he helped work on, uh, and we took each song one by one, and then changed them from the simple acoustic version I presented to them to now what they became, and I couldn't have been happier. Oh, great. Uh- so I mean, with all these these songs we're talking about, you have plans of making an an EP or something? Mm, those actually are all on the EP. Oh, it's um, all done. Mm-hmm. The EP is called Exordium. Uh, we're about to relaunch it, oh. which is is going to be fun. Yeah, uh, we. I kind of drop. I would say we. I dropped the ball on it last time. Uh, so I'm hoping to rebrand, regroup, and and then hit the ground running and. Give it the old college try again. Oh, so I mean, this this EP is going to be all original music then? Mm-hmm. All the songs are originals? Mm-hmm. Uh, just a quick five-song EP. Um, it's called Exordium. 
right. which is Latin for the beginning. Yeah. Um, just fantastic group of guys. We recorded it here in Orlando at True Sound Studios oh. with a brilliant engineer. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing it. It was it, it was a great experience, and now I'm hoping to take that further. Great, Elaine. So now the question I ask now, do you have any desire of putting covers on albums or making, actually recording covers? I mean, is that something that, or I mean, is that just for the performances? Well, every once in a while. Excuse me. There's a cover I'd, I'd love to do or love to put out. Right. But probably not on an album. Right. Um, to me, covers like that, recorded covers like that, uh, are more for the social media aspect, right, YouTube, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, um, just to say, hey, here's what we sound like. Also, you know this song, so yeah. you'll jive with it more. And then from there, that hopefully would kickstart interest in our original music as well. So you mentioned, Lane, that you do a lot lot of different types of, of covers. How about country music? Can you do three hours of country music? Not at all. <laughs> um, I mean, if you know four chords, you know country music. But now some of it, some of it is actually really good. I just yeah. don't ever say that. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not my forte. Right. Um, but there, there are some country songs that I do, but that's... Uh, that, that's the weak point in uh, in my repertoire. Oh, so a lot of the the, the covers are, are music that you grew up with. I mm-hmm. mean, the, the, you know that that their songs as a kid you 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 remember and you 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 kind of say, hey, that would that's a good song. I gotta cover that. Yeah, exactly. When I was well, when I was first building my my set list, um, I, I was working with musicians that were considerably more established than I was. So I played guitar for their gigs or set came up on stage and sang with them for a song or two. So most of my set list was their set list. And they're, like I said, certain core songs, a lot of them that so many people do around town because everyone knows them, everyone wants to hear them, and they just work. But the ones that I started adding, I... I love seeing the look on people's faces when they recognize a song that they forgot about yeah. but still love. It's You start playing it and, and then the chorus kicks in and, oh man, I haven't heard this song in years. I love this. And then they're invested in it. And that adds more to the experience. And it's, it's, it's more of the, I guess, more of the magic that we as musicians get to generate on stage. And do you ever get uh, requests for your own music? or? Yeah, sometimes, actually. Yeah, <laughs> That must feel uh, pretty good. Oh, huh? it does. It does. That means more to me than anything else, uh, especially when people come up and call it out by name. Oh, yeah, there you <laughs> go. Wow, I didn't, I didn't realize you knew about that. But uh, some, a lot of them, because it means so much to me, I'll go up and talk to them after the, after the set or after the show, and, hey, how do you... How did you discover this? How how do you feel about it? What do you what do you think? And and a lot of a lot of them wind up becoming friends of mine. Oh. It's just music has a wonderful power of connecting people. 
So, I mean, is the key, Lane, uh, when you're trying to do covers and originals, is to try try to be consistent to the sound, try to, to mm-hmm. make everything, you know, sound similar so that all of a sudden you break out into something totally different. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not going to follow up um, Bill Withers with Metallica. Yeah, yeah. It's just... I, I like to plan my sets with a certain either theme in mind or or genre or energy intensity. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Everything you do on stage should be intense at all times, right. whether it's quiet or loud or anything else. You should you should always bring that certain intensity. But that's just a solid performance versus a lackluster one. Um there are certain songs that lend themselves better to the next one and the next one. Right. And it's it's kind of telling a story without taking the audience too far out of the moment. Oh, okay. So yeah, that that, that sounds like a, a good good plan. So there there is you know science somewhat. I guess you know there there's a, there's a way to, to develop a set list. But then when you get the the request, then is it a situation like when somebody shouts out a song, you you try to do it right away? Or I've seen bands will get to it. Sometimes they they never do. But mm-hmm. you know, is it, how do you do it? I mean, you try to do the request right away. Or I have a I have a game I like to play called. If we know it, we'll play it. If we don't, we'll find something you like. Okay. Uh, there are certain times, hey, do you guys know X, Y, and Z song? Oh, no, I don't, but how do you feel about this one? And usually within two or three shout-outs of song titles, I, we can nail it down, and we feel good because we can place it. We know how to play something like it's supposed to be done, and they feel yeah. good because, oh, they listen to me, and they're they're... Trying to trying to play to me and they feel special and it it, it works out really well unless it's Freebird and then never call that out ever. <laughs> well, I, I was really going to ask you about uh, that. No, so <laughs> I I have, no, that a, I have this, that, <laughs> I have this running joke that's that's well it, it wasn't mine I I stole it from a good friend of mine but <laughs> running joke that became a rule if you want to hear Freebird that's a thousand dollars in the tip jar. <laughs> Well, it's increased from the one when yeah. I heard it. It was only 50 from the guy that oh, told no. me. <laughs> Wonderwall's 20. Freebird's 1,000. Oh, okay. And then maybe we'll try the intro. Oh. <laughs> Beyond that, because anybody that you have, Freebird, drunk as anything in the back yeah. of the room, nobody wants to hear that. They just want to yell it to be funny. Yeah, they don't even know what it is. And yeah. That's a pretty good song, but half the time do people even know that it is like... Nine ten minutes long. It's got all this keyboard and all this guitar. I mean, I don't know oh, I doubt even, it. I highly you doubt. You don't even have the instrument, maybe. To I, do it. I'd be willing to bet that even if I played it right then, they wouldn't know what song I was playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so so I mean, do you get w- with requests a lot? I guess it depends on the, the audience, but mm-hmm. requests for older songs sometimes, and newer songs. I mean, is there sometimes when you're at a gig? Everybody's requesting everything from every genre. Well, yeah, a lot of the time that happens. Uh, it depends on, like you said, there's there's something out there for everybody. Uh, we all we all relate to music in a different way. Everything's so personal, and that's what makes eclectic varieties in music so great. Uh, there's some. There is something out there for everybody. So I'll have a request for Billy Joel right before a request for John Mayer, or uh, 
Sinatra or Shawn Mendes or anything spanning the gambit. Uh, Stevie Wonder, just whatever people are feeling in the moment. Most of the time when I get a request, it's, hey, I think you'd really sound good singing this song. Yeah. And I'd love to hear it, which, let's be honest, is awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> thanks for anybody that <laughs> hears this that uh, has said that to yeah. any musician ever. Yeah. Um, we love it. Don't ever stop. Okay, so now with, with Billy Joel, the, can you play Piano Man on the guitar, or how does this work? Here? I can't. A friend of mine can. <laughs> you play on the guitar or the piano? Oh, no, the guitar. Okay. It's interesting, because it totally changes the yeah. meaning of the song. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so what Billy Joel songs do you do that? Um, Only the Good Die Young is a really oh, good that's one. that's a good one. Um, Uptown Girl is another good one. Oh, uh, it's always times like these when I blank on my own oh, set list. Okay. There, there are a few more, oh, and okay. it's Billy Joel, so there are a few more I'm going to have to learn because he's one of the greatest songwriters of all time. Oh, so is that what you find, Lane? That even though sometimes these songs can be 30, 40, 50 years old, mm -hmm. you're still learning them, and sometimes maybe even they're new to, to you. Then. Well, I mean, good music is good music is good music. Yeah. It, it's whatever whatever speaks to you, whatever right. hits you in a time that you really need to hear it, that, that's going to stick with you for the rest of your life. Uh, really great music is timeless. Yeah, so so that that, that is true. That uh, and these these songs really do uh, stay uh, timeless. I mean, have you you know you've been playing? You s said uh, what, what was it nine ten years or? Um, I've been I've been here about nine or ten okay, years. Okay, but you've been playing, been playing for, for a long ages. time. Ages. So I mean, you find that some of these these songs are always like you said timeless. That people mm -hmm. still request them, and they don't care if the song's fifty years old. Oh, I yeah. want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. I, I've had sixty, seventy year old songs that all still pull oh, wow. out that that Great. reach somebody. Yeah, and that, that's really what it's all about. It's can you reach out from the stage behind a microphone and and touch somebody in the crowd? Um, and if you can move even even one person, I'm I'm doing my job right. And one question I wanted to ask uh, Lane is about when you play with the band and then you play solo acoustic. Mm. When you do the same songs, is there something different you have to do on the guitar or different almost attitude or, or persona you have to take when you, you do it those there, two ways? There is, actually, yeah. Um, especially solo acoustic. Anytime I'm playing an acoustic guitar when I don't have a band behind me, uh, and I mean full band, yeah. I have to be so much more aggressive with it you have to fill in the gaps in energy that you don't have because you don't have any bandmates on stage right. with you when you're playing with a band i i will choose playing with somebody over playing solo any day of the week just for the feel of it i can play off another musician i can feed off of the energy of another musician and we can come together and make the show even better and bring more energy into the room and it it works out really well but when you're playing solo you have to generate all of that yourself yeah. so you have to be bigger you have to be bolder you have to be more percussive because you don't have drums yeah. you have to be uh, just more uh, more intense with through all of it which 
often doesn't always fit the venue. So right. you, again, have to balance that between generating all this energy yourself and playing to the venue and making sure you don't overdo it. Right. There's, a, there's a balance. There's a gray area. So when you play acoustic, you have to play more bass notes? I mean, you have to... Uh, people want to hear a bass with, they, with the songs? Or? Well, I mean, the way I tune my guitar for a lot of acoustic gigs is considerably lower. Oh, okay. I use really thick gauge strings. Oh, I use thick go. picks, yeah. and I beat my strings like they owe me money. Because they do. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's uh, a lot of... A lot of the uh, technique is different in my right hand as well. Uh, it's it's more percussive. It's more um, rhythmic rather than just strumming chords. Okay, uh, Lee, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back for our very last segment. My guest today is Lee uh, Brian, who is a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer, and you are listening to the uh, Mike Care Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, as today we are here at Rock Pit Brewing at uh, 10 West Ileana Street in beautiful uh, Orlando, Florida, and please stay with us for our very last segment of this edition of our program today. change everything starts to feel the same someone please turn the page the silence keeps screaming out your name toss and turn while memories burn someday I'll earn the guts to
Welcome back to our very last segment of this edition of the Mike Care Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz. As uh, today we are here at Rock Pit Brewing, uh, Ted West, uh, Eliana Street, the beautiful Orlando, Florida. My guest today is a great singer-songwriter, musician-performer, Elaine uh, Breeden. Elaine, we've been talking all about the music, and now we want to talk a little bit about social media. You, you've mentioned that you've been doing this, you know, for a, for a quite a while. And, uh, I mean, was social media always around when you started this? I mean, was it, you know, for some of us who are a little older, remember, you'd have to go to the, you know, have to go to the music store, put up posters, actually have to meet people. I mean, is that something that you, you still do, or is it all computerized? Or? It's not. Um, it's not all computerized. I mean, the, the everything has changed about the music industry, and social media and iTunes did that. Um, when I was coming up in it, and when I was growing up and playing music, and a few years ago, yeah, we still did the posters. We still tried to meet people and, yeah. and go out, and there's still a huge part of that. Um, but as far as promoting music, I've been doing it full time professionally for about three years now um beyond that it was day job and word of mouth gigs but now social media plays such a huge role uh in in everything in promoting in in marketing and just all of it it it's it's such a massive resource and the best part is most of it unless you really get into it is is free right you just have to spend time doing it. It's it's like another part of your job. I mean, some people collate and copy. We have to post and hashtag. It's it's just it's that same way. And I'm I'm by no means the best at it, not by a long shot. Uh, friends of mine are, are just wildly better at it than I am. But um, there's always something to learn there. But it is so incredibly crucial. 
Okay, so for you, uh, we want to talk late about your social media. So first of all, you have a, a website then? I usually use my Facebook page. Okay. Um, it's Lane Breeden Music. Okay. On Facebook. Uh, hey, go give it a like. Um, I have a personal Instagram, but I need to launch a professional one. Uh, I've never been on Twitter. <laughs> ever. Oh, yeah, I don't plan on uh, that. So as far as, like, YouTube, you mentioned about you you kind of need these 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 videos, you know, to, to show promoters, mm-hmm. to show venue owners. I mean, is that something that you have just on YouTube and you say, hey, check out the YouTube page? Well, it's so much easier to just say in, instead of um, going in and, and playing a few songs for somebody, setting up the whole thing, playing a few songs and tearing down and uh, how do you like it and <laughs> yeah. all that. Hey, here's a link. I can send that in a text. Click that and watch this three-minute demo video. And, okay, these guys are really good. Or, eh, we don't really want them for this venue. It 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 streamlines the whole process, which is great um, in a way. But it's a little bit upsetting to me as well because I, I do like the face-to-face. I like, I like eye contact. I like having interpersonal communication. And so much of the job is still about that yeah. as well. Uh, but it takes less, it's less prevalent than it used to be. Everything is screens and keyboards. Uh-uh. Well, not everything, but yeah. the, the majority of it. Yeah. The, the driving force behind it is pixels. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, yeah, that's the, the way it, uh, is now. So, I mean, for, for you, like with the, uh, with the craft breweries, is that how it kind of works or is, do some hear about you and, you know, do these craft brewery owners say, Hey, Lane's great. Or, I mean, do they, did they network their bands? Oh, they, they absolutely network. I mean, there are a few, there are a few people that, a few friends of mine that also book for a lot of these craft breweries. Um, so it's, Hey, I've put you here. Uh, y'all want live music? This this guy's great, or this girl's great. You'd love them. Try them out. See what you think. They're going to play a gig. They're going to get paid for the gig. Um, if they like you, great. They'll put in a good word and say, "Hey, have this person back all the time." Or if it goes the other way, eh, we, we didn't really fit. Um, you get a lot of that on on both counts, uh, but so much of it is still networking whether it's social or personal oh, so uh, let's talk a little bit about upcoming gigs so do you have a lot of shows uh, upcoming at craft breweries and all that uh, well you know what I have my calendar right in front of me Let me oh, great. Yeah, <laughs> I live and die by this thing yeah, I, I really know do. how that, that is um, yeah. let's see Casey's every Friday from 10 to 1 okay uh, downtown on the corner of Central and Court um, Saturday we've got Sun Creek Brewing. They're like I was saying, they're uh, they're Oktoberfest. Uh, we'll be playing there from two to three thirty, opening the whole event. It's it's gonna be fun. A lot of people were expecting what anywhere between two and four thousand people to show. Oh, wow! <laughs> yeah, it, it's gonna be a good time. Um, after that, I'm House of Blues at the restaurant uh, from eight to midnight. Sunday is Ember for brunch on. Uh, 42 West Central. And yeah, just a lot of different stuff like that. 
Great. And you mentioned all those different times and days and weekends. I guess that's one thing about, you know, being a professional musician as a career that the thing is, you've got to go pretty much every day of the week, any any time. But like I said, if you have a love and passion for it, it's not so bad. Oh, you do what you love. You'll never work a day (laughs) in your life. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, so you get gigs like on on Sunday Mm then? That was a brunch. But, I mean, people, they have festivals. I mean, do the craft... I think the Craftburys do have music on uh, Sunday. They do. Um, Tactical Brewing has music every Sunday. Um, I, I know that for a fact. The Crooked Can out in Winter Garden, they're Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, well, they might be Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, I think. Definitely Saturdays and Sundays, yeah, I can tell yeah, you that. that right. um, Orlando Brewing, I'm not sure what their schedule is, but they've got music all the time. Yeah. Great shows, full bands, buddies of mine have played there, and it, it's a really receptive crowd. Uh, Sun Creek, they do it on the weekends out in Claremont. Uh, yeah, there, there are a lot of places. Uh, there's a wonderful relationship between local breweries and, and local musicians. It's just, it's all about the, the local scene and the individual experience that, that make it that much cooler. I mean, you're not going to find Bud Light at a place like this. Yeah, But then right. again, you're not going to find somebody playing Bon Jovi on Pandora either. Right. It's just, you know, let, let's make this as as unique and special as possible. And it works. Okay, Lane. So if uh, people like the music and they're they're interested in hiring you or have or maybe even a, a Kraft Murray or whoever it mm-hmm. is, do you have openings? Are you t- taking yeah, g- sure. gigs? Yeah, sure. I've got some. I'll, I'll take gigs whenever I have an opening. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can reach out to me on the Facebook page, um, Lane Breed Music on Facebook. It's really easy to find. Um, that. It, message me there. It goes straight to my phone. I'll get it right away. Okay. So you mentioned you're not fond of uh, Freebird, but let's <laughs> some other, let's go through some other songs quickly here. How about Margaritaville? What's your thoughts on that? I um I try to stay as far away from Jeff Buckley as possible. Oh, not Jeff Buckley. He's amazing. I'm sorry. Uh, who um, is that? Uh, what's his uh, name? Uh, <laughs> I just had it. Right. It. <laughs> Yeah, Jimmy Buffett. There we go. <laughs> I got the initials right. Yeah. For anyone listening, scratch that. Jeff Buckley is incredible. Okay. I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Um, yeah, I try to stay as okay. far away from Jimmy Buffett as possible. Okay. It, yacht rock really just isn't my thing. Oh, I'm not, okay. I can't Yeah, it's just that. naysay anyone no, that, yeah. that plays it, but it, it's it's not my bag, shall we say. Okay. And let's see, what's another one? Oh, oh, Sweet Caroline. What do you think about that? <laughs> um, not a huge Boston Red Sox fan. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. So that one's tough. That was tough. As a Jersey boy, you kind of can't oh, no. really. Oh, yeah, you can't have that. <laughs> you can't have that at all. <laughs> That'll take my card away. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, so, yeah, that, that's interesting. You never know what you'll, uh, you'll be asked uh, to play. Okay, later. Mm-hmm. really want to thank you so much for your, your, your time. and oh, it's uh, been a pleasure. Any final thoughts or anything else you'd uh, like to, to mention here? Um, it's just the same thoughts we all have going into every gig. Please, yeah. please, please support local music. Yeah. Um, and if your friend has an album that they're working on, support it. Buy tickets, buy T-shirts, 
don't ask for free stuff. Just go and 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 pour as much as they do into it because it it really is something they're bleeding for. It's it's their soul that they're putting out there. I don't care if it's covers or or original music or or anything. Just go support local music. It's so important to all of us. Um, and as far as music being a job, uh, have fun. Yeah. It's, it, once you lose sight of that, you're dead in the water. It, it's all about coming into it. it. Yes, there are days when even the best of us just don't want to go to work. We all have off days, but come on, we get paid to play music for people yeah. every day. That's so cool. People would kill for that. I know I was one of them until I became one of them. A professional musician, and it's a wonderful transition. I love it every day. I'm so appreciative. Okay, uh, my guest has been uh, laid, uh, breathed. You've been listening to the Mike Kara Radio Show, the Central uh, Florida Buzzes. Today we are at uh, Rock Pit Brewing, uh, Ted West Iliana Street, a beautiful Orlando Florida, and you are listening to the Mike Kara Radio Show, the Central Florida Buzz, and please catch us again next time. You've been listening to the Central Florida Buzz with Mike Kara, the podcast for Central Floridians who want to be in the know what's happening in Orange Lake, Osceola, and Seminole Counties. Sponsored by the Central Florida Home Brewers, the premier craft and homebrew club. Learn to brew beer, kombucha, mead, and make wine by visiting www.cfhb.org. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you back here next week.